everyone to Right On Radio. I'm so glad to be here with you. <laughs> I sincerely mean that because I had one tough day yesterday. And yes, when you hear that song at the beginning, I have a bit of a cynical attitude going on right now. And the theme of this particular show is you can't see this. And the proposition I'm putting forth to you today is what they are hiding from you. Don't look here. (laughs) 
And, you know, just as I've been warning, um, and listen, it starts in Canada and Australia. It's coming to the U.S. It's already there, but it's just becoming more blatant. And uh, what I'm talking about in particular is because of the censorship bill that Justin Trudeau passed with his uh, minority government and the help of Jagmeet Singh, who's a traitor to this country as well. Um, it was announced yesterday on Meta Corporation, which is Facebook, that Facebook and Instagram will no longer show news to anyone with a Canadian IP address. <laughs> you can no longer get news, folks, on alternative platforms. And of course, we've seen what has been happening around the world. And uh, there's so much today. Uh, and I just put this show together really quickly, folks. Um, I do have a few things to discuss and a couple clips that I do want to play you. And I believe they will tie in together. I, The reason I haven't had time to prepare as much as I normally do, I'll just tell you I did a special mission yesterday. Uh, I will not disclose the nature of it, but it was personal. And by the way, yes, thank you so much, sweet Southern girly. And also a big thanks to you, Lindam Hana. Uh, really, really appreciate you. And, and anyone in the live, if you send a super chat, I will guarantee I will read the comment, your uh, super chat, no matter what. The content is, uh, but I will not promise what I will say after it will be good or bad. <laughs> um, so yesterday I left my house at 5 a.m. and I returned to my house at about 10.30 p.m. I was on my motorcycle and I was only off of it for three hours, so... That totaled just over 14 hours of riding my motorcycle. And if you've ever make, made a long car drive, like four hours, <laughs> you know how you get stiff, you get out to, at the service station to go to the bathroom and you're a bit stiff? <laughs> well, on a motorcycle, you have to use a lot more muscles. And uh, although I have a comfortable motorcycle, no doubt, uh, I really pushed my limits and, you know, part of it was that I wanted to see if I could actually do it, if I could do it. And, uh, I think that's the longest day I've had on a motorcycle. I know I've done, you know, 12 hours before, probably close to 14, but I was much, much younger. And, uh, I found out what my limit was, and my limit was up about 30 minutes before I uh, actually landed uh, back at home. And But I, I pushed through, folks, and we need to push through this thing that we're going through as a nation, as a population, as a world. We really need to push through. And to push through takes effort. And it takes willpower. And, you know, one of the teachings that I give out is um, 
first you have to know why you want to push through. So why do we want to overcome this cabal? Why? Well, if you have children or grandchildren, that could be a good why. Um, if you're young enough that uh, you want to live out a full life and not a prisoner, uh, a sick prisoner because they're poisoning us and they're imprisoning us. And I'm going to tell you what the next pandemic is going to be uh, in a future show. Is I'm Well, I, I'm confident I'm right about it. I'm just going to put that there, but I'm going to show you evidence and I'll get that prepared. Natasha, God bless you. Thank you very much. Um, but we need to know your why we need to defeat this. And then when you have a very strong why, and this is an exercise each one of you should do. You should sit by yourself in silence, spend 15 or 30 minutes with a pen and paper and start writing out your why. And when you have a strong why, you will find the willpower. And the willpower is what it takes because you need to get up and you need to stand up and you need to do what's right for your kids, your grandkids, your neighbor, your loved ones, for you even. These things are very serious of what's going on right now. And, you know, when you look at what's happening in Congress, oh, wow, Adam Schiff has been censured. You know what that is? It's a slap on the wrist. It's embarrassing, of course. But he's going out in the media saying it's a badge of honor. The impeachment uh, proceedings passed, and they go to this committee and to that committee now. And, of course, you know it's not going to go through. The Senate's never going to, you know, the Senate's never going to do it. And the Republicans know it. It's just another way of them saying, hey, we're trying, but we'll never get anything done. Because they never do. You know what would be good for us to see? Some of these people where there's concrete evidence getting arrested. And, according to Cash Patel, who worked for the Department of Justice and stuff like that, so I assume he's knowledgeable, <clears throat> the Speaker of the House has the authority to send the Sergeant of Arms from the D.C. Police, who's he, who he is in charge of, to go out and arrest people. They even have jail cells underneath Congress. But he hasn't done it. We only see the people on the right being punished. You don't never see anyone on the left. You know why that is? And everyone's thinking, oh, it's because of the two-tiered standard of justice. No, it's not. No, it is not. There is no two-tiered standard of ju justice in for right and left. That is another hoax. It's a hoax, folks. 
the only two-tier standard of justice is for those in power and those not in power. That's it. And the whole right-left paradigm that they push that, you know, the people on the right get convicted and the people on the left don't, all that is meant to do is to take away your hope. It's a humiliation exercise. Just like J6, it's to make you scared to fight back. And there's reason to be fearful of that, because when you fight back, you will be punished. <laughs> That's the world we live in. Hey, I'm going to play you a clip, and some of you might have heard this. It's been on, uh, on Telegram for a little bit. But I want to play this clip because it relates to current events. And this is about Antarctica. And this is a whistleblower with all the receipts. It's about four minutes long. It is worth listening to. So I'm just going to hold my phone up to the, uh, to the microphone. I, uh, I pray that it comes through clear. Oh, where did it go? Sorry, two seconds. Here it is. I will start uh, since we have to be brief. I have already given all pertinent information and supporting documentation to the Senate Intelligence Committee and Arrow. They informed me that all of my information will be recorded for public record and shared with Congress. It is that important. In 2010, I was selected to go down to the South Pole Station in Antarctica for an entire year by Raytheon Polar Services as an employee of a third-party contractor for the National Science Foundation. I function in a dual-role capacity as a tradesman and a firefighter. My responsibilities required me to be more informed than most of my crew and offered me complete access to the facilities. What I learned from this unique experience needs to be shared with the entire world. The technology at the South Pole Station certainly can do what it has presented as its primary purposes, and unfortunately, much more. The Ice Cube Neutrino Detector is presented as a passive listening device for the purposes of the science as presented. But I'm going to skip right through the chase, folks. Uh, I have provided documentation that proves that the 5,160, what they call DOMs, that are embedded in the ice can actually transmit at 2,047 volts each. That gives us a long list of things to consider. It is effectively a multifaceted directed energy weapons platform that I will uh, list rapidly a few things that it can do. Vehicle detection. We're learning that these off-world craft, on-world craft, ours or other nations are also emitting neutrinos. So this makes the South Pole Station effectively an air traffic control station for this new level of equipment that nobody's discussing. In addition to the ability to detect neutrinos and the exotic vehicles, I provide a documentation that shows that this is also a system for faster than light communications. In the past, Gary McKinnon has hacked NASA, found the off-world fleet, the list of captains, and it's apparent that if we have faster than light vehicles moving throughout the system, we're gonna need faster than light communications. This is that facility. Unfortunately, I have other bad news. The season that I was there, 2010 to 2011, we converted from 
uh, construction to operations and maintenance in both the elevated station and the detector array. Unfortunately, when they first fired it up, that was when we had the earthquakes in Christchurch, New Zealand. There was two incidental shots before they were able to target it correctly. This is an earthquake generating device as well. This is the weapons of war that we have to deal with now and what Raytheon's hiding. There's an ELF system at the South Pole Station that when I was arrived, I was told it was off, dismantled, and completely defunct. In my work, I will rapidly just tell you, I had to figure out the circuitry for certain other repairs, and I found that this system is in fact completely energized, up and running, and being utilized with the other systems for nefarious purposes as well. The Atmospheric Research Observatory is uh, in what we call the clean air sector. I witnessed myself a very powerful green laser shooting out of the top of this facility into the cosmos. This, I believe, is a secondary form of long-range communications and or a defense system. I am not saying that we need to be scared of anything that's out there, but please understand the military-industrial complex is happy to invest all of your money in alleviating their fears. A question of power comes into play for all of these facilities that are present. I assure you, I knew what was going on. I knew the load demands of the facility and all of these new items exceed the demand for the systems that I was presented. I'm doing due diligence and research. I believe there's either a secondary power supply there that is either nuclear that uh, was there prior to the start of the Antarctic Treaty, which prohibits such things, and or that there is some sort of exotic uh, power supply system there that just is not in the verbiage of the treaty, so it negates the responsibility to the parties involved. I think that pretty much covers it for time. If anybody, if anybody wants to find out more, I have a website where all this information is at for brevity. I'll wrap it up, but you can go to deciphering.tv. I've documented all of this stuff and information is available. Well, uh, so many things to unpack in that short clip. Uh, first of all, the energy source. I am convinced, this is my opinion, but I am convinced that this is an atmospheric energy source that's there. But why was this international treaty signed that we aren't allowed to go to the South Pole. Now, I know many of you are going to say, well, hold on, you can go to the South Pole. You can only go to certain parts of it, folks. They bring cruise ships down to certain parts. Um, there are very many secrets about the South Pole. Um, and you're not allowed to look. That is the point. We know that there's stuff going on. Um, we know that there's Nephilim there. We know that the Nazis were there. But you're not allowed to look. The other thing that this relates to, in my opinion, is this whole submarine thing. Now, if you do the timeline on it, uh, the sub was out of air 
<laughs> by Sunday, folks. But they kept the story going, and they kept it going, and all of the media, all of it, was lockstep in their approach. And yes, I use lockstep advisedly. Look up lockstep from the Rockefeller Foundation. And you'll find the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds are all involved in this things. Now, patriots are saying, oh, the sub is an exposure, man. It's getting everyone to look at the Titanic because they know it's about the Federal Reserve. That's possibly true. That's possibly true. But it was this sub, in my opinion, is to get you to not look at the Titanic. It's not to bring the Titanic back into the news because who controls the news? <laughs> the cabal does. You know, we have small voices out here for now. But this was a message that he gave clear detail. It's impossible for you to go look at this Titanic. Well, no, it's not. You can use robots. <laughs> you know, don't send a human down there. Hey, are you nuts? By the way, who would get into a tiny little submersible, you know, that's bolted from the outside, locking you in to go to the depths of the ocean? Well, the names on it, and most of you have heard the names right now, but there's this... Uh, Quick little 30-second video that uh, I think this guy did a good job. So I'm just going to play you this 30-second clip here. Oh, why did it not load? Why is this not playing? Oh, what a drag. Anyways, the, the guy, it was a bunch of people who needed to disappear, folks. A bunch of people who needed to fake their deaths. The guy who was in, you know, for the uh, train derailment. The person involved with the... Uh, chemtrails like these people all needed to fake their deaths because all the stuff is coming out and you can't stop it from coming out so these people needed to disappear and that's what it was it's a disappearance hoax in my opinion uh, I don't even know if there was a real sub uh, there's no photographic evidence that I've seen of any of these people getting into the sub and being bolted in there. And by the way, if you paid, uh, what was it they said, two hundred dollars or $450,000 to be this tourist that goes into this sub, wouldn't you take a picture? Oh, look, this is me getting into the sub. Come on, folks, but you're not allowed to ask the questions. You're going to be labeled a conspiracy theorist, of course.
Folks, it's getting really, really bad out there. The censorship, the distraction, and this isn't new. Whenever they have you in lockstep saying, look at this, they don't want you to see what's going on. What was happening this week? Oh, John Durham was testifying. How much time did the mainstream media give to that? Even your right-wing Fox News, how much time did they give to that? Oh, the Hunter Biden stuff and Joe Biden. It's getting worse for them. Looks like somehow they're poised to go down, but we'll see if that happens. It kind of makes sense that they would. But folks, it's time to take action. And, you know, I'm going to do a show on this in the very near future. I've been putting it together for a little while. I've, I've put it, I've, I've got like half shows at about 30 different topics I'm working on. It just, whatever the Lord has me prioritize at a time. But, you know, this, uh, transgender thing. I'll tell you the, the conclusion that I have reached with it. They're all telling you to look at this and look at this and we have to be tolerant and everything else. No. No, we don't have to be tolerant of it. Listen, someone can live their life however they, if you're an adult, you can do it with what you want. You're a free will vessel, but I don't have to tolerate it. And I'm certainly not going to go along with it. If, if some dude says that I need to call him or her, I say, I'm not going to lie. No. <laughs> you know, it's really simple. But, you know, many people, and especially those of us who study the Bible, we would think that this is just, it's an inversion. It's satanic for sure. It's an inversion of God's word. It's a perversion of God's word. And that's what it is, you know, and it's creating a confused society. It's weakening men. It's really hurting women more than anybody. It's taking away who a woman is. And that's the obvious points that everyone is seeing. Those of us in the know are seeing and we're talking about, but I'm going to tell you what the real agenda behind it is, what my conclusion is. It's about transhumanism. It's to get ready, people ready for transhumanism. Take away genders, take away your roles, take away this, take away that. Eventually there will be a promise of immortality. And we'll all be equal. It'll be the collective conscious, man. <laughs> you know? Oh, my goodness. Folks, this just does not end well. <laughs> you know what? This is a good time to give out a scripture. And uh, I really just sometimes like going to... I think the timing is always good. Uh, whoever puts forth the verse of the day on Bible Gateway. But Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord 
will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Folks, how did I start out the show? You got to find out your why and then you have to have the will. But with the Lord behind you, we can do this. Uh, Angie, it's so good to see you here. God bless you, my friend. I've missed you. I have missed you. We need to talk sometime soon. Um, let me see. I had a couple other points here to talk about. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Tucker, he's on fire. And, you know, he could be... The, he's very, it's very promising and I, whether, you know, listen, Tucker comes from an elitist background. I get it. Uh, Tucker has, you know, been very controversial, but he seems to be coming more to faith. Uh, and no matter how much money you have, uh, th listen, the guy doesn't have a TV in his home. Uh, he lives a pretty simple life. He loves the outdoors. Perhaps, you know, God is speaking to him. Um, I'm not saying he's a prophet, a great man of God. I'm not saying any of that. But he is speaking the truth. And since he left Fox, you know, on Fox, he would get about five, six million viewers. And then I don't know what they did digitally. But his uh, Tucker Carlson on Twitter has been getting like 100 million views. 100 million views. That is significant. So alternative media has a chance here, folks, but you need to support it. And you need to support, you know, shows like this that you listen to. Um, you know, he, he made a great point. He did a, just did something on RFK Jr. I listened to it this morning, uh, but he was calling out, you know, he, he called the pharmaceutical industry witchcraft. <laughs> he just slipped it in. And these things are starting to come out. Now there's the alternative way of thinking about it, the cynical way of, uh, well, they just put it out there. So they're telling you, and that's a possibility that he is that controlled opposition. That is certainly a possibility. But folks, what do we got to do? What do we have to do? I think we got to end this whole tolerance thing. Listen, I'm not calling for violence or anything like that, but you know, standing up and complaining isn't working anymore. I read a post uh, recently and it simply said this as an example. Keeping pornographic books out of schools is not the same as book burning. You weak, easily manipulated, morally depraved sheep. Whoa. That's right. Let's burn all these things. And actually, I found a couple really great... Uh, Great posts. Uh, I've been looking at Gab again lately, and Gab, <laughs> it's, 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 Gab is wild. 
Uh, I haven't been on Gab in a long time, uh, at least paid attention to it, but um, and it seems that the Clintons and Bidens were all involved in illegal activities. Uh, D.C. Drano exposed the U.N. and Clinton Foundation occupy an old U.S. base in Panama to help supply illegal aliens on their way to America. This is organized human trafficking operation invading our southern border, and the Clintons are funding it. Wouldn't is that a surprise? The infiltration of the southern border is beyond measure. They're sleeper cells now, folks. It's time to wake up. I cannot sound the alarm more. Well, I can, and I probably will. But it is time for everyone to stand up. It's time for us to organize. And I'm not saying violence, I'm not talking about breaking laws, none of that. We don't need to because we have God on our side. Okay, we can do, we can oppose this righteously. And if we fail, well, we did it in service to our God because we spoke out and we made it known and maybe some people will hear it and be saved through our fight. Maybe we'll win and uh, delay things from happening for a few years. Oh, hold on. That's a, a comment that I think I want to read here. Let me just put on my comments. Uh, one feather says, everyone says they are not calling for violence, but we all know where it is going and what it is going to take. Good people are going to have to do some really bad things. Um, you know what? I agree with that statement. Um, there are some people that will, if, if we really want to win, uh, they're going to, there are some people who are going to have to, to step up in that way. Myself as a Christian, and man, I, I'm a fighter. I, I I would actually kind of like to fight, and I'd like to get out there and do what's necessary, but I fear the Lord more than I fear the consequence of man. And yeah, there's an argument, well, the Lord forgives. Yeah, I know. But I also know what's right and wrong. And there are some that are going to be able to do that. And, you know, a part of me wants to see it. I, I'm just telling you the truth, folks. And I think some of you are feeling the same way, if not all of you. But it's time that we start getting active and doing what we can. And myself as a faith-filled man, there's only one really important thing, and that's really the gospel. That's the only truth out there, and the message of salvation is the only one that matters eternally. So, um, one other point I wanted to make before I end it, this show isn't going to go very long, and I don't want to just ramble, of course. But there was a clip, and I'm not going to play it because it's about five minutes long, and some of you love him, some of you hate him. I want to talk about Juan O'Savin for a moment. 
And I want to ask the question, uh, two questions. What do you think of him? And should I have him on the show? <laughs> now, I haven't had him on the show uh, in person. I think I could get him on the show. I, I, I'm certain I could get him on the show. I've met him. Um, to get Juan on the show, if you want him to come back on the show, you have to let him talk. And he is long-winded, as you know, folks. And he could take two hours to say, you know, what you should have heard in about ten minutes. He's an eloquent speaker. He knows a lot of history. Um, he makes a lot of sense in a lot of things. And he certainly has shown to be connected. Uh, and he has been right about many things. Has he changed and flip-flopped on some things? Well, I think you have to give some credit. Um, when you're in a war, there's moves and counter moves. And, you know, there's also sometimes you have to put out misleading information. I'm not saying he's doing that on purpose. I'm just saying sometimes if someone is really connected, they will be put in that situation. But there was a clip that was sent out, and this is the reason I bring him up. Um, I guess it, uh, David Rodriguez was hosting some kind of a forum where he had a bunch of people on there and they were asking questions of Juan O'Savin. And you missed the question in the clip, and I didn't find the actual episode, and I probably wouldn't have listened to the whole thing anyways, to be honest, folks. Um, but in context, you could tell that the subject was about chemtrails. And it seems that the questionnaire was asking, how come Donald Trump did not stop the chemtrails when we know it is poisoning us and all of these other things? Oh, uh... I would. I don't know who John Moore, the Liberty Man, is. One feather. I'd like to send me a link if you can. Uh, right on Jeff at gmail dot com. Right on Jeff at gmail dot com is my email. Uh, anyways, back to Juan. So someone asked, you know, why are chemtrails? Uh, why didn't Trump stop them? And he went on to this explanation. And then he lost it. I, I mean, he went livid, in my opinion, with his answer. And basically, what he was saying is that chemtrails are bad, but it's the lesser of two evils. And he alluded to the chemtrails and controlling the weather patterns as to becoming some kind of Iron Dome protection against a nuclear event. And then there were no more questions on that. And I just thought, huh? Did he just say chemtrails are going to stop like a nuclear event? That's wild. 
But no one really presses in with these things because he talks so long and he just makes the story so roundabout. It's like you, you almost don't want to question him about it because he's going to relitigate that whole 10-minute message that he did to get to the original point. I don't know. Oh, thank you for that one, Feather. I don't know about... Uh, yeah, my, I have my thoughts, and I haven't shared them publicly, and I'm not until I have more evidence, uh, real evidence, But I, I, because he has been a really calming voice for a lot of people. And if uh, sometimes, you know, coming out with a hit piece or, you know, what you found, whether it's, you know, the whole story or not, but sometimes hitting, you know, trying to discredit someone who's doing good, the, the fallout is much worse than what you accomplish. So you always have to take that into consideration. And I really try to consider that, like when I've done the Poker Face series and stuff like that, and I'm not done with it. I've got a couple more that I'm going to do. And, uh, but I, but I know that in these cases, the exposure has to be there because what they're doing is just downright evil and deceptive and is provable. And they have big, big platforms. Oh, thank you. Sweet Southern girly. Uh, she's in sweet Southern girly is saying she thinks I could run the interview. Well, yeah, but, you know, you have to be a somewhat polite. Uh, I Probably like I did with Clay Clark, you kind of go along with it and then you, you hope to get one, one or two moments and judge body reaction or something like that, but he doesn't show his face, right? So you can't really get the body language in it. And that's, if I could, if he was facing the camera, uh, I would definitely do an interview with him because I'd get that one or two moments and body language is such a big part of the conversation. Maybe that's why he doesn't show his face because we've all seen his face. His pictures are out there. He uses a disguise. We all know that. Um, but overall, I think he's doing more good than he's doing harm, no matter what you think of him. Uh, I think he's a calming voice, and and uh, if if there was a real intuitive or a real go getter uh, wannabe podcaster, you want to start a podcast, take his follow him, take his two hour shows, then boil them down to about five or six minutes. <laughs> anyone anyone want to volunteer and do that for Right on Radio? I'll put them on air and I'll give you credit. <laughs> watch if you watch his shows. Get take the clips down from that two hours, just as major points, and we'll get them in about five minutes, and I'll play it every time. <laughs> It'll actually help us grow. People would be interested in that. Uh, that would be doing a service to humanity. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks everyone for being here. Um, I'll be back Sunday with a uh, with the the last chapter. No, 
we're not on the last chapter. Anyways, we're finished. We're getting near the end of Timothy, and I, I really pray that you will meet us there. Also, uh, our prayer is on Saturday night at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is on Telegram. Please join there. And uh, I'm caught. Do I play a gospel song or a secular gospel song? You know what? I think I need to play as we close out. I, I think I just got to keep playing this one, folks, because it's really what we need to do. So before I close, just let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone that is here. I thank you for everyone in this community. Lord, I continue to pray for you to build their faith. Lord, for you to build their courage, for you to give them the stamina. Lord, and as, as that verse in Isaiah states, but, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. So, Lord, I do pray for renewal in the strength, strength and that we can soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary, and we will walk and not be faint. And when I see the wings like eagles, Lord, I think of, well, I think of the United States, but for, for our global audience, I think of, Lord, the freedom that America has represented over the last couple centuries. And the freedom and the Constitution, the rights that Americans have had, Lord, is, is what we desire. And at the forefront of it, Lord, it's the ability to worship our God. That is the number one thing. And Lord, we don't know when you're coming back, but Lord, we want our worship to not go into the caves. Lord, we want it to come out more and more in the public. We want it to be authentic. So I do pray that you expose all of these false heretics and magicians and witches and even the those witches that are behind the pulpits and even in this so-called truth movement, Lord, I pray that you bring your clarity to that. And Lord, I guess probably the number one way that you would do that is I pray that you and your Holy Spirit inside of everyone listening right now would encourage them to the, be the Berean and study your word to truly hear your voice. We give you all honor and praise, Jesus. And we thank you for being a great God. Amen. And remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself. And here is how you're going to make a difference in your community. You must Get up and stand up, man. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Fight. Preacher man, oh, tell me 